Does everybody know the Christmas story? How Mary, a virgin, was visited by an angel of the Lord, told her that she was going to be with child. She didn't understand that. She'd never been with a man. She knew. But he told her that she was highly favored, that she was chosen. You ever think about the ridicule that she may have gone through in her life? But look what a light that she was. She was at her son's crucifixion. She raised him. She was at the tomb. She was there when he would get hurt as a little boy. She was there when he was given truth that maybe she didn't even understand. Have you ever came across a time or something in the Bible or something maybe even preached from this pulpit or somewhere else that you just didn't quite get it? You weren't sure. You didn't understand it. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And somewhere along the line, and if you ain't got there, you'll get there someday. God's going to make a revelation to you. The Holy Spirit will teach us all things. He will bring to remembrance all things. Folks, if you put this here inside of you, at some point you're going to make some understanding. At some point, there's something going to be revealed. And we have to put that in us. That's what the Christmas story is about. Our Lord came in the flesh. The Word became flesh. That's Jesus. And He gave us all that we needed in this. I don't understand how all these guys remembered what to write, except for one thing. The Holy Ghost reminded them. This is the totally inspired word of God there is no faults in it sometimes we think we find faults we find faults because we don't have understanding sometimes but this is the word of God the words in red I'm not going to argue with nobody but they say it's the words of Jesus I'm going to take it for that until the Lord tells me different I'm going to tell you that if the Lord tells you different let's have a conversation so that we can grow but this is the infallible Word of God. We just sing Christmas songs. I wonder why we don't sing them all the time. For the season. The season. It's the season. Tis the season. We hear that all the time. Tis the season. There are people today and this month and during this time who don't know who Jesus is. They've heard about him. They don't understand. They don't want to know. Some people don't want to know. Some people know and some people want to know more. Some people know a little bit and that's all they want to know. I don't understand all that either. God loved us so much that he took on flesh, Jesus, his son, and came to this earth so that we might be redeemed and be reconciled with God. Amen. And he gave us everything that we need. 
everything that we need. I'm going to talk to you for about the next 35 or 40 minutes. I might go longer. I don't know. We'll see what God wants to do. You're sitting there praying. This is the one time you're praying. I please, please, God, don't let him go long. Please, God, hold him down. <laughs> Pray for the will of God. And I struggled about what to do this week. But we're going to go back to the Beatitudes. Because we know the Christmas story. And I'm not trying to make light of it. But we can preach the Christmas story in July. It works. We can preach Easter in November. It works. It's applicable every single day of the year. The Bible is applicable. I want you to get that. It's applicable. Everything that's written in here, he's trying to sow in our hearts so seed will grow. Amen? Something that we can get. Something we might not get now, but it's eventually going to come. And so we're going to go back and we're going to do this at least one more week. I really was seeking God on what to do. I know everybody's expecting Christmas message, but we're going to get there. There's a whole lot there. We might even do a series on that all the way up to Easter. I have no idea. He's in charge. I ain't. I'm going to follow what he gives. Amen. So pray for Brother and Sister Murphy and their family there. I guess did Summer and Justin go with them? So they're down having their Christmas time now and lift them up. Lift them up that they can have the rest that they need. Sometimes we need a vacation, don't we? Sometimes we need a little break. And just pray that they have safety and that they can have a wonderful time together. What is it we're covering today? It's been uh, two weeks since I was here. Does anybody remember? Anybody keeping up with it? Well, that's verse 13. Yeah, salt and light. Let's go ahead and read that. If you would, stand for the reading of God's word. You say, well, Ken, we ain't done this for eight years. Well, God's put something in my heart, and if you're able, let's stand because his word deserves that honor, in my opinion. Verse 13, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Praise God. Thank him for his word. You can be seated. Let your light so shine. This is the one season of the year that Christians, boy, y'all pray for me. Please take this in the spirit it is meant. Christians get really friendly during Christmas. You ever notice that? No, I'm serious. Have you ever noticed that? We put our differences on the side for Christmas. We notice what the world's doing. The world notices what we're doing. Uh, we can go to, go to Walmart in, in August before school starts and before they get the school stuff out. 
and get mad in a heartbeat over something because somebody cut us off in an aisle or picked up a loaf of bread we was ready to grab. But at Christmas time, we'll go out and fight four hours worth of people in a line to buy something and not lose our peace. Why is that? I don't, I'm not giving you an answer. I don't, I'm, why is that? It's because we understand who Jesus is, I think. We understand why he came. We understand what he gave to us. This morning we read uh, three or four scriptures there, four scriptures, three scriptures. But I want us to focus on the salt part. You are the salt of the earth. If you're in here this morning and you're saved, you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Jesus said this, it's wrote in red, you are the salt of the earth. Look at your neighbor and tell them they're the salt of the earth. They need to hear that, not just me saying it. You are the salt of the earth. But, always a but comes in sometimes. If the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. That's Jesus talking. There are a lot of Christians who are that way. They are good for nothing. I'm only repeating what the Bible says. That's all I'm doing. Stone me if you want, but Jesus knows. That's exactly what he's telling us. They're good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trampled under the foot of men. We're living in a day and age today that Christians are really being trampled under the foot of men. We speak out against the social issues that's going on, which actually are sin. And we get trampled underfoot because of what we believe. We give what truth is supposed to be given, or we try to at some times, but we will be persecuted. We've already covered that one. That's going to happen. If you're a believer in Jesus, raise your hand if you've done received some persecution since you've been saved. Maybe family members, I don't know, but you're going to receive some persecution. Let me ask you this. Do you like salt on your food? Not what your doctor's telling you, but do you like it? <laughs> doctors say don't eat it. Do you know what salt is actually? It's sodium chloride. If you take sodium by itself and you put it in some water, it's going to create a highly explosive gas. It'll kill you. If you take chloride, anybody ever walked into a pool room? Not a, not a pool hall, but a pool room, you know, where they have a swimming pool. And they keep their stuff and the chlorine, you know, you keep the water clean. If you get into that stuff and something's been left open and it's been closed up to where it can't ventilate, it will take your breath. As a matter of fact, if you stay in there, it will kill you. It's that simple. You'll be dead, dead as a doorknob. But God, who is a master chemist, he took this stuff and he put it together to make what we call table salt. Now, who would have thunk that? But he did. That's exactly what he did. And this salt, it's good. It's, we need to have salt, don't we? 
Why do you see animals walking around all the time? The body, a fleshly body, has to have it. They'll find salt licks or mineral licks, and they'll, they know where they're at. They can smell it or something. I don't think they got maps, but they will show up to where a salt lick is, and they will consume what they need. People will do the same thing. How many people in here, your doctors told you stay away from salt? How many of you cheat and get it anyway? See what I'm talking about? The stuff will kill you if you don't do it right, if you don't do it in, in how it's supposed to be. But, folks, it's necessary for life. And Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. That's a picture in our mind that God has taken each one of us, and all of us, if we would actually stand up and give our testimony, it would be such a light that would fly out to everybody around us. Most of us are ashamed to. But Jesus takes something that is volatile. He takes something that is going to, that is going to, uh, it's not good. I mean, I wasn't a good guy before I got saved. I'm not real good right now except for what Jesus is in me. But boy, I sure am trying. How about you? Are you trying? And so he takes what was bad and what is bad inside of us and he goes to the cross. That's why he was born. That's why we're celebrating Christmas. He had to be born before he could be murdered because he was murdered. But he went there of his own volition. He knew what had to be done. It happened on time. It happened how it was supposed to happen so that we could be saved. That's what he did. And that's what he did at the cross for you and me. That's why we are the salt of the earth. I'm going to make a, a statement here. This is the salt. I'm going to show you here in just a minute how I know that it's the salt. You are the salt of the earth. Why did he say that? I'm going to enlighten you on some. Let me get my stick. You have to understand what was going on back in their day. They didn't have refrigerators. They didn't have freezers. Who's he talking to? He's talking to fishermen mainly. He's talking to those guys. That's who, he, that's who he, he went to and got. And he's telling them, and he's telling this group of people who most of them understand and know what salt is. Salt back then was very, very valuable. Is that word valuable? Very valuable. And he's telling them, you're the salt of the earth. They was able to understand that because they would even use salt to, as an exchange like we use dollars now, dollars and change. They would use that kind of stuff and say, you know what? It's worth something. It has some value in it. Why did it have value? Have you ever caught fish? If you don't get those things clean and either cooked or in the freezer, they go bad quick, don't they? How bad would that be for their industry? These guys are going out and bringing in nets and nets and nets of fish. They had to have some way to preserve it, and so they understood the value of salt. As a matter of fact, you ever heard the statement, a man is worth his salt? Now you know what it means. It has some value. It has a lot of value. And so he's telling them, this is what's going on. Well, what is it about salt? Salt seasons stuff, right? 
How many of you like plain egg whites? Do egg whites have any flavor? I don't know how you can't like them because they really don't taste like nothing. But now whenever I get up of a morning and I'm going to put some eggs on, I usually put some salt and pepper on them. And I'll tell you what, that just brings that egg to life. That salt seasons something that is not very seasonable, that's not very good, and it makes it something good. And that, Christians, is what we are to be to this society. We're to be the salt of the earth, just like Jesus told us. You are the salt of the earth. So we're to let our little light shine. We're to let this salt go in. But, you know, there, there are so many people in this world today that they're just living bland lives. People are always searching for something for the next high. Some people use drugs and alcohol. Some people are shopaholics. They got to buy everything they find. They, I just got to have it. It's the next best thing. And that is what lifts them up. That gives them their next high until that fades away. Christmas is here. How many kids, whenever they get their toys, by New Year's, they'll be laying in a pile somewhere? Oh, it was the best thing in the world on Christmas morning, but by that time, it's not that great anymore. I saw a kid the other day picked up this little dinosaur thing that made all these screeching sounds and had these little bright red eyes flashing. That bright red eye flashing did its purpose. It caught the kid's eye just long enough so that mom would buy it and I'll guarantee you it didn't do much when it got home. It gets boring pretty quick, right? It's like watching paint dry. But uh, you know what I'm talking about. We as grown-ups, we do the same thing. We go in search of the next thing that's going to make us feel good. And that's, that, that's, that's what we do. And that's what most uh, people in America are doing today. We're looking for that next thing that's going to make us feel good. In Colossians 4 and 6, it says... Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt. Now, am I supposed to talk to somebody and shake some salt on them when I do? That's not what he's talking about. Seasoned, we gotta, gotta have grace. How many in here know that we need grace? Did everybody need grace before you got saved? Uh, since you've been saved, have you needed some grace? You better know you have. But it's seasoned with salt. You see, this is the truth. This is the truth that God gives us to take out, to take out to this world, to share with this world. Not everybody's going to get it, but we don't stop doing it no matter what. We take this out. What a better time than the Christmas season when we're really going to be rubbing elbows with a lot of folks. A lot of folks may be in our own family. We don't have to beat them to death with this. That is not seasoned with salt. I mean, you can put too much salt on an egg. Have you ever done that? Hey, I was the other day making some eggs. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't the salt that did it. But I always like to sprinkle a little pepper on my egg, too. And I was fixing them things up, and I was making some for Meg. And she's like, Daddy, I think I'll have some for a good word. Okay. I didn't do it one-handed. I can't use both hands. I can't do, anybody in here can do one-handed open eggs? Hey, crack them up. I can't do that. I've tried before and it just didn't work and I quit wasting eggs. <laughs> but I'm, 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 I'm making this and this little 
pepper thing we got. We don't put it in a shaker. We just use the one out of the store. You know, you flip a little tab up, and you need to get a spoonful out on this side, or you can just get the little holes where you can get a little bit out on this side. No, I didn't flip the wrong one. I flipped the right one, but it wasn't coming out good, so I gave it a squeeze, and the whole top jumped off. And I mean to tell you, there must have been a half a pound of pepper in there. Well, that got dumped. It's the same thing with salt. And I sneezed myself to death all morning long on that. It's the same thing with salt. You can use too much salt. We can take this and make it a weapon that will drive people away. But if it's used right with grace and seasoned with salt, it makes a difference. It changes lives. This word changes lives. Can I get an amen tonight? This word changes lives, and it has to be seasoned with salt. Salt also preserves. These fishermen understood exactly what Jesus was talking about. They understood that it would, that it would take what they were bringing in, their livelihood, and it would preserve it so that they could sell it, and that's how they made their money. That's why they fished. That's why they did what they did. And so they understood that. And you and me as believers today don't think just because you got saved that everything's great. We are to be growing and we need to be preserved because it's very easy for the enemy to come in and rob you of your peace and joy. Am I right? If you ain't careful, and there's scripture in here for everything that we'll face. We have to dig it, we have to find it, but we have to let that preserve us. We're living in a day and time where this world needs some preserving, don't we? There's a lot of bad stuff going on in this world, but it needs to be able to hear the gospel. It needs to be able to hear this word and you, my friends, and me, you are the salt of the earth. That's what he's telling us. This salt will also heal. In 2 Kings 2 and 20, Elisha goes to Jericho and they have bitter water in a well. And he takes a bowl. I think if you read the New King or the King James, it says a cruise. Basically, he took a bowl of salt, poured into the well, and it healed those bitter waters to where they were blessed waters. You see, salt has the healing properties. It has the, it has the ability to bring that along. Salt also burns, don't it, and it stings. You ever got a cut and got salt in it? Don't it hurt? Mark 9 and 49 says, For everyone will be seasoned with fire, and every sacrifice seasoned with salt. Salt is good, but if the salt loses its flavor, let me stop right there. Believers, you can lose your flavor if you ain't careful. You got to stay in this. I'm even going to say you need to stay in church. You need to come to where you can be taught. You need to come so that something new can come in or maybe something can be uh, put back in that we might lose. It's easy to lose. It's easy to lose out. But this salt helps us. Have salt in yourselves and have peace with one another. If you're here today and you've lost peace with another believer, with one another, that's who he's talking to. Jesus is doing the Sermon on the Mount. If you got salt, according to that, 
you will have peace with one another. What we have in here has to be applied. Not just quoted, not just memorized. It has to be applied. If you have salt, you will have peace with one another. Did you get that? If we've lost peace over somebody, I talked to you all the other week about people that just burn you up. You know, you think about them and your steam comes out your ears. The only thing they're doing is bringing out what's already there. And God says, that's not who I'm making you to be. That's not who I am. I mean, let's think about it. If God was actually like that, we'd all be condemned, wouldn't we? But it says here in the scripture that if you have salt in yourselves, that you will have peace with one another. You see, there are a lot of people in this world, they don't want to hear this salt. They want a non-irritating brand of the gospel. Everybody wants to be feeling that high. Everybody wants to be feeling good. Everybody wants, everybody wants, everybody wants, everybody wants. That's what everybody wants. That's what I want. We live in a day and age that it's all about what I want. If you don't want that, then, well, then you go over there because I'm going to be over here. This is what I want. And it's hard. You, you know, the people in the upper room were in one accord. They were together with one another. They, were, they were, had a same mind. They were seeking Jesus. They were seeking what he had promised. And that's why they had what they had. They were in one accord with one another. It wasn't about individualism. It was about the group as a whole. It was about Christianity. It was about Jesus at the helm, and they are the ship that he's driving. And we all sit there together. And we live in this day and age that people want this non-irritating gospel. You preach truth to this world, and I promise you, it will be an irritant to this world. If I preach truth this morning and it irritates you, it's because some salt needs to come in and take hold. If anybody's preaching the word, that is salt. If it's done in truth, what the Bible has to say, it will make a difference. We will change. We will be in this place that we can be healed. We will be in this place that we're going to have some pain. It's going to irritate some. But whenever we take the flesh and the flesh submits to God, then there's going to be a change happening. That's how it happens. Don't go searching for something that is just going to make you feel good and not irritate you. Salt also does something else. It penetrates. You put, take a little pinch of salt and put it into a gallon of water, what's going to happen? It's going to be salty. And that salt, it will dissolve equally in hot or cold. If you're a cold Christian or you're a hot Christian, this salt is still good for you right here. That's what we need to have. That's what this world needs to hear. They need to have exactly what this is. It will go throughout this entire thing. Jesus didn't tell us that you're the salt of the church. Many times I'm, I'm afraid that people come in and the only time that Jesus is on their mind, the only time that Jesus is happening in their life is on Sunday morning in a church service. He don't get talked about at, the, at, the, at work. He don't get talked about anywhere else. Lord help us, sometimes he don't even get talked about at home. So we're not to come in here and to just keep throwing salt on one another. Right? If you're saved this morning, you need to learn, but we don't just keep salting one another. You don't salt salt. Does that make sense? We don't salt salt. And that's what Jesus has, has given to us here in these Beatitudes. He said, you are the salt of the earth, not the salt of the church. 
You're the salt of the earth. We have all these moral issues that are coming up. Moral issues that are happening now that are now becoming political. We're not, we're not debating whether or not robbery should be a, 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 a crime. It's also a sin. We're not debating those kinds of things. But folks, we're getting into places now that the moral issues of society. I mean, come on, folks. Men loving men and women loving women, all this kind of junk going on has become, it's not just a moral issue, it's a sin issue. And this world needs to hear it. It needs to be permeated. It needs to be, it needs to get down. It needs to make a difference. And these political issues cause people to cry out stuff like separation of church and state. There is no such thing as separation of church and state. The state don't come in and tell us what we can do, but that's what they want to do. That's where we're headed today, folks. If something, if we don't start salting our society, if we don't start letting that go, if we're not don't, to where we're not afraid to be able to speak out to this world about sin, I mean, let's call it what it is. Sin is sin. And not a lot of people want to hear what sin is because sometimes it gets in their, in their business, don't it? That's what this salt does. That's what the word does is it penetrates. It gets in. If you got saved a, a week ago, a month ago, or 10 years ago, there's something that God is wanting to do. He's trying to reveal things to us and to show us. And this thing, it, it comes. I mean, we, we'll sit around and we'll talk about the stuff in our families but we won't tell nobody else. We'll come in here and we'll start amening and getting all happy and talking about the stuff inside the church, but we won't take it anywhere else. Jesus said, you're the salt of the earth. It's one thing for us to agree on some things, but it, it, it's another thing if we don't let the people who need to hear it, hear it. That's the job of the church. That's the job of each and every believer is to be the salt of the earth and to take this out. We're afraid to talk about it on the job. We're afraid to take people to this place. Uh, actually, you're going out into the world and you know if you're in the world, you're going to be in the minority. Am I right or wrong on that? When you try to take the truth out to people, we have the Christmas season coming. It's always baffled me to death that people hate Jesus, but the very people that hate Jesus, you try to take that Christmas holiday pay away, and they will fight you tooth and nail to get it. It's a paid holiday. I'm supposed to get it. But you don't even love Jesus. That's what this is about. I mean, what do we do? Do we start telling people on the application when you fill it out, are you a Christian or not? They'll always tell about it. Well, maybe I am. I mean, is there any money involved? I'll be a Christian if it's going to get me some dollars. Come on, you know I'm talking truth this morning. And, and, and we don't want to go down these roads with people. Uh, we won't do it in the minority because it might cost us our salary. It might cost us our job. And that in turn will cost us our lifestyle. But we don't want to take this Jesus out. They don't want to hear it. Who do we determine who, whether they want to hear it? It's not about whether they want to hear it. It's about whether they need to hear it. And everybody needs to hear the gospel. Amen? Everybody deserves the chance to make a choice for Jesus or not. Everybody, no matter who it is or where they've walked, they deserve a chance to salvation and a life-changing experience. Have you had that life-changing experience? That's what we're talking about. We all need to have that. We all need to look to the Lord and take what he has for us. 
When I stand in this pulpit and preach or if I'm giving counsel to someone and I don't give truth because I believe that it will not be received according to Jesus, I've become salt that has no flavor. He didn't say I wouldn't salt. I'm just salt that has no flavor to be trodden under men. We do face some issues. We do face some things that we have to clarify. We do face some things that we have to work through. But if you bow down to just every wind of doctrine, if you bow down just to what anybody wants to say, just to be able to keep somebody around, then according to Jesus, if you're not given the very truth, the salt, you're worthless. That's what he says, right? I'm, that's the scripture. Didn't it say you're worthless? to be cast out, to be trodden under the foot of men. We had a smokehouse back home, and they quit smoking meat before I was ever remember it. But then we started salting meat. And I remember when we would kill hogs at Thanksgiving time. Anybody ever do that? It's like a tradition. You can't kill hogs any other day. It don't matter if it's 150 degrees outside. Thanksgiving's the day we kill hogs. And you put them in the smokehouse, or the salt house, I guess it would be. We always just call it a smokehouse. But you get pounds and pounds and pounds and pounds of salt, and you went in there every day, seemed to me like forever. And you would rub that meat in and get that salt on it. Because if you didn't, in a few days, it would spoil. You couldn't eat it. But it was amazing how with that salt doing its job, that meat, you eat on it all year long till next Thanksgiving. but we would clean the smokehouse out. And all those pounds, it wouldn't be as much salt as we put on the meat because a lot of it was absorbed, but we would take that salt and we'd throw it out the door. We had a little driveway ran up down through there. And when cars, when we would come in, we would drive by there, and in the summertime, salt would be, I mean, the dust would be blowing everywhere but around that smokehouse. It had so many years of salt in the ground it just killed the dust. It killed everything. Grass didn't grow. Nothing happened. But it wasn't salt you could use. It's not like you could scrape it up and wash it or anything like that because it was now past its use. It was no good. It was good for nothing, only to be cast out, to be trod under the foot of men. Christians, we are not to be trod under the foot of men. We are to be salt, salt of the earth, letting people know just who Jesus is. In 1973, January something or other, 20-something I think it was, abortion was legalized in this nation. Abortion. Was there enough salt being applied? I wonder. Or was we just sitting inside the room just salt shaking ourselves. Oh, they're wrong. Oh, they're going to hell. I wish they would see. How are they going to see if nobody tells them? You remember the guy that Phil, Philip went to the eunuch, right? Hey, how am I supposed to know what I'm reading unless somebody tells me, unless somebody teaches me? That's what we're to do. We are to let people know. And here we are some 46 years later. I think it is something like that. 46 years later, uh, these little girls can go get an abortion now and they don't have to tell mama and daddy about it. They're protected. 
But that same little girl, when she goes back to school, she got to have a permission slip from mom and daddy to go on a field trip, to look at some cows in a field or pick some apples somewhere. It's time that the salt is let, being allowed to work. It's time to let the salt do its job. We have this new thing, and it's not a new thing. Don't fool yourself that it's a new thing. This homosexuality and this people who don't even know what they are is going about in this world. And you know what? It's sin. It's as much sin as it is telling a lie. And as a preacher, as a Christian, we have a responsibility to let that be known. Inside this building, it's my responsibility to let that be known as I'm the pastor. It's your responsibility to let it be known. If you can talk to your friends and they'll listen to you instead of listening to me. It's sin. But these same people, these same people, whenever I preach and call that sin, they say I'm a bigot. They say I'm speaking hate speech. But then they don't get, they don't get turned around to tell that they get to say, you know, well, that's freedom of speech too. Everybody has freedom of speech. Everybody wants to throw freedom of speech until somebody says something that's against what they want to hear. It's time that the salt is let to work. It's time that we let the salt do what it's meant to do. And the salt penetrates and the salt will irritate and the salt will bring things around. The salt will get in and it will change things. It will preserve things. You talk about things in this way. I mean, think about it, folks. We'll save all the whales and all the other animals in the world, but we don't have a problem killing babies. We'll pick up the phone in a New York man and call somebody because the dog looks awful. But we won't say nothing about that. Oh, we'll come in here and talk. We'll talk about it around our kitchen tables. We'll do all that, but we won't make, a, we won't make another scene. Why? Because it's not accepted. Why? Because we know that we're going to take, face a lot of resistance. I done told you that as a Christian, we are going to be persecuted. Why are we going to be persecuted? Because we let the salt go out. And that salt has a, has a chance to save. Got any new Christians in here this morning? Uh, you're on a new journey, my friend. Be salt. You don't have to Bible beat people over the head, but be salt. Be salt. Let it work. What about murder? Murder's sin, isn't it? That's what happens to the little babies. They get murdered just because some guys up in the Supreme Court said that they're not even a human being. Oh, come on, man. That's not right. Those are little babies. Why don't you go try killing a cow before it gets born? See what happens. You go to jail. It's time to let the salt do the work. We'll do all these things. Uh, let's get a little bit more inside of, of where we sit as believers because of things that we deal with. If, if we got bitterness floating around in our heart because of something that happened years ago or last week or whatever, it's time that that salt gets applied because that's not what belongs in a Christian. It's time for the salt to come in and do the work it's supposed to do. Amen? No, no, we don't do that. No, we go find somebody that will tell us what we want to hear. We'll go to this group over here. We'll go to this group over there. It's time to let the salt work. It's time to give that truth. That's why we have the Bible. What about the gossip and things that goes on in the world? Well, that's certainly not of one accord, is it? No, no. If you can't say it with the guy standing there in front of you, it don't need to be said. Or, or whenever you walk in the room, you know that it's being said because everything gets quiet and everybody starts talking about three different subjects. They don't even know where to go with it. Uh, they're so lost. Oh, we can't say it in front of them. No, it's time that truth come in. I'm even telling you truth this morning. These kinds of things, they need the salt. That salt has to come in and it has to make a difference to us. 
What about when we slander people, when we talk about people, and we, and we put out all kinds of falsehoods, or we hear something and we make it known that it, that it might actually be something of truth. Oh, we heard it. It's nice and juicy. We want it to go out. Hey, did you hear what I heard? Now you got gossip and you got slander going together. It's time that we let the salt work. It's time that the salt can fix things. What about fornication? We want to legislate everything, but we don't want to legislate everything. Fornication. If you don't understand what the word means, if you're going to porn sites and you're doing things like that, let me tell you, that's what you call fornication. That's what's going on with that. And it's time to let the salt work. People don't want to stand up and talk that. People don't want to have those conversations one-on-one. They don't want the salt to be able to work. But it's time that we let the salt work. What about sexual immorality? Sleeping around with the first this one and then that one. What about that? What about adultery? Wait until you're married before you go to bed with somebody. It's time that the salt works. We don't want to have that conversation. And it's not knocking anybody down, but it's saying you can be saved today. God can forgive you. God can take care of things. But it's time that we let the salt work rather than dancing around the issue because somebody might get mad. It's time that we let the salt work. Let's go to some of the tenants of the church. I'm just going to throw out a few of them. If we did this... Would we lock, walk out of here today and lock the doors and nobody would ever enter again? What about tithing and giving? Are we commanded to do that in the Bible? Then if you don't do it, what's it called? Come on now, speak up. Be salt. Be salt. Be salt. Call it what it is. You're robbing God. What is it? It's sin. What are we supposed to do? Make you turn in your tax returns to see if you are or you're not? And then if you don't, Oh, sorry, you can't be here anymore. You know, the Bible also tells us you warn people, you tell people, but you know, if they don't get it, they don't want to do it, then at that point you have nothing to do with them. Am I right or wrong on that? Is that what the Bible teaches us? Well, it's Christmas time, Pastor. I don't know if I can pay my tithes. That's between you and God. But if we did what the church did, that's when the tenants of the church have got a prophecy, by the way. You don't do what you're supposed to do I mean, I've got the books down at the house. I've read through those books, man, and people would get disfellowship quick. I've been doing this for eight years. Ain't nobody been disfellowshipped. Maybe that's what we need to do. You tell me. It's time to let the salt do its work. What about the drugs, illegal drugs? Marijuana is running rampant in this world today and in this society and in young kids and in old people, man. It, you don't, there is no age limit on it. People just do it. It's illegal. It's messing up the temple of God. What about it? Do we preach against it or do we say, oh, well, it's socially acceptable, so we're not going to do it? No, no, it's sin. It's sin. It's sin. And we need to call it what it is. And somebody needs maybe to come up to this altar and get right with God, and then they don't have to struggle with it no more. Have you ever struggled with something before? I struggle with Mountain Dew. Sweetie's been a real slave driver on me, man, since I've been trying to get better. She won't let me have no sweets or nothing. It's not conducive to healing, she says. But it's time that we let the salt work. What about abstinence from liquor and strong drink? Oh, that's also one of our tenets too, by the way. Why is it a tenet? Because it's in the Bible. Oh, we can't preach that. We're going to lose half the congregation because everybody's looking for somebody to tell them it's okay. 
No, the Bible te teaches us clearly that we can't do that. So it's time that we let the salt work. We want to see healing. Oh, we've had healing. Do we want to see massive people getting saved? Oh, yeah, we want to see that, but we got to go out and put the salt out. And first of all, we got to get right with God. we got to do what God's having us to do, and we need to call it what it is. It's sin. It's time that we let the salt work. What about tobacco? Smoking, chewing, and dating women that do. It's one of the tenets of the church. It's something called sin. Have I touched on everything this morning? If we do that, if we know that, if we see that, if it becomes exposed to us, then we need to go to a brother and sister and let them know what the Bible has to say. That's what the Bible teaches us. This is not a friendly message. Oh, this is not very Christmassy, Ken. <laughs> Folks, the world is going to hell in a handbasket and we're the salt of the earth. Are we doing our jobs or are we not? It's called teaching. It's called that we exhort people, we lift people up, we let them know what's right, but we also have to throw out what is wrong and what we need to take care of. And we want the Holy Ghost moving in the church. He don't move in the church unless we are in one accord. That's what the Bible says. I'm not saying that. I don't keep the Holy Ghost from moving, neither do you. But he's not going to move in some place where he is not welcome with all of his truth. We don't get to pick and choose what we want out of the Word of God. It is the Word of God. It is the salt. And we need to let the salt do its work. What about wholesome speech? That one will probably go over good. We find reasons that we can use profanity. We try to find it in the Bible that tells us how we can get away with profanity. Oh, no, that's not right. Lying's not right. Profanity's not right. And that's also a tenet of the church. So if you slip, I mean, you ever heard that? I slipped. Yeah, you slip because you know you're not supposed to say it there. If you know you're not supposed, I mean, folks, I used to handle language. But, boy, I tell you what, when I got home, my mouth got clean. I wasn't even saved because I knew if that stuff came out of my mouth at home, I would eat my teeth. I'm sitting in a restaurant the other day and some guys come in from some kind of work they're doing. You ought to heard the language that they're using. They didn't care who was sitting around. It's time to let the salt work. Salt shakers. We are all salt shakers. We need to let the Word of God do His work. And we got this mindset that sin, no. We don't want no sin. But we also got this mindset that we want to have isolation from sinners. I get some funny looks when I say, I, I invite the gay guy, I invite the purple person with purple hair. Not that purple hair is a sin, I don't see it in the Bible but they don't fit in society. I invite them to come in because I still believe in the power of the Word of God. How about you? But we, we have this mindset. Stay away from sin, isolation from sinners. But Jesus said we're the salt of the earth. Sin, absolutely not. Isolation from sinners, absolutely not. Otherwise, we lose our flavor, and we're good for nothing to be trodden underfoot of men. That's what the Bible is teaching us. This Bible is a salt shaker. And when we get salted, I'll tell you, that meat that we used to do, if you didn't soak it, it'd dry your blood up. 
Eat some of that fat back streaked meat, and that's what we called it, you know, off of the, off the belly. Y'all call it bacon. If Mama didn't soak it, I remember Dad made a ham one year for Christmas right after Mama passed away. And Lord bless him, he was all happy. He cooked that thing for many hours. We're coming down the road. We show up. It's, a, it's one of them country hams. Well, Mama knew that you had to soak it. Dad didn't. Y'all want a ham sandwich? I just made it for you. You remember that, sweetie? Ryan, you remember that? Oh, I, I, you eat one sandwich and your blood pressure went like to 300. <laughs> it's time that we let the salt work. Amen. I want to read one more scripture for you and then we're going to pray. If something in this message this morning has touched you, I pray that you will let the Lord do his work. We're going to go to 2 Chronicles 7, 13. And when I shut up the heaven and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people. Who said that? God did. God said that. When I shut up the land. When there is no rain. He did that. If my people, we quote this one a lot. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. We usually stop there. Let's go one more. Now my eyes. See, if we do that, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. Made in this place. He will open his eyes when we get to the place that we humble ourselves. He will open his eyes when we come before him exactly who we are. We don't have to put on no show. Well, Ken, you're the preacher. Hey, folks, I don't know about y'all, but I struggle with things too. I want to talk to you straight up for a minute. I struggle with things. I do. I struggle with what you think. I'm struggling right now. I'm trying to work through something now. If y'all want rid of me or whether you don't because I can't do what I used to do. I don't know if I ever will or not. Am I serving you good enough or am I not? I struggle with that. I'm just opening up my heart to you this morning. If you're sitting here today, you're struggling with something. Let me tell you something. The guy's been preaching this morning. The one God called, he struggles. I don't have a problem with drugs. That's no problem for me. I've never had a problem with drugs. But if you do, it's a struggle. It's the same struggle. It's the same thing. It's a fighting of the flesh. But you see, we got to let this salt come in. we got to let this salt come in and do something in our lives. It's time that we let the Word come in and the Word changes us. Not that we're just friendly with one another at Christmas time. No, that we're friendly with one another every day. Not based on how we performed or didn't perform. That's not what we're called to do. Amen? Amen? Am I right or wrong on this this morning? Am I supposed to perform a certain way? Oh, we let, the salt, we let the salt shaker go. We let the salt come in and we let that happen and that change happen. But have you ever once prayed for somebody on the other side of the church? You may not even know their name. Have you ever prayed for them when God put them on your heart as much as if you would pray for yourself or one of your own children? You see, that's when the salt is getting in. That's when the salt is doing work. That's when lives will be changed. 
Amen. Amen. And pray for Miss Marion. Her knee's bothering her. That cold weather's tough, ain't it? It's time to let the salt work. I'm still looking for the day I can take this thing and hang it up there on the wall. Because I believe. In my mind and physically now, I don't see it happening. Because I've listened to the experts and the experts say, man, you just about got what you got. I'm looking for the day I can run down that center out. I promise you. Hey, I get to hang that thing up here on a wall somewhere as a testimony, as a remembrance. I'm not going to live in the past. But it's going to let me know that there's a God who's real. And there ain't nothing he can't do. There's not a soul that he can't save. There's not an addiction that he can't break. There's not anything that he can't fix. He's real. He's real. He's real. He is the salt. And if we will let him do his work, he will rock our worlds. I let you finish. You just took my words. <laughs> That's God. If you let him. Because he'll never force anything on us. He will provide truth. And he'll provide the way to get there. But he won't make you do anything. Willie Brother Roger, he won't make you do nothing. Danny, will he make you do anything? There's been some things that happened to change in your life and God didn't make you, he just revealed. Every one of us have that testimony. He reveals. Stand to your feet this morning. And I want to invite you to pray this morning. I want to invite you to come and receive what God has for you this morning. This baby Jesus, everybody loves baby Jesus. But don't everybody love the big Jesus? Babies are cute. I've never seen Jesus. I've saw pictures that people have made of him. I don't know what he looks like. I do know this, so that you and I could have the opportunity today for our life to change. They couldn't even recognize him that day. They couldn't recognize who he was. He didn't even look like a human being. Cute little baby was born, bringing peace. And if we got salt, we will have peace with one another. Maybe not with the world. But the Bible says, Woe unto the men unto whom all men speak well of. Come and pray this morning. Maybe you need to pray for somebody that you know. Maybe God's tickled your heart in that way come and pray come and pray come and receive what God has for you it'd be a shame to walk out of this church today and the Holy Ghost is knocking on your heart and you say no you might not get tomorrow you might not get next Sunday you might not get candlelight service come and pray